Welcome back to the Cattle Menu Podcast. I'm Caroline Rose, the founder and CEO of K Rose Company and Cattle Menu. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I'm excited to bring you these conversations each week filled with relatable advice and techniques you can take back to your operation. It's my mission to make sure that we can ranch in the next generation. Make sure and subscribe where you're listening so you never miss a new episode. Welcome to another episode of the Cattleman You Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Rose, and today I have Jordan with me, who is the Cattleman You Manager, and we are going to talk a little bit about the why behind Cattleman You and our heart in developing the community and how we hope that it changes the next generation and future generations in agriculture. So thank you for being here, Jordan. Of course. I always enjoy getting to come on here during launch week and chat with you a little bit about Cattleman U and kind of our thoughts and our why behind our mission for Cattleman U membership. I just want to start there. I know the mission has changed a little bit since we started it in 2020, but kind of take us on the whole journey of Cattleman U and how we've gotten from point A to where we are now. It has been kind of an evolving deal since 2020. I remember in 2020 when I first came up with the idea, I was driving. And I said to the team, I think we need to create an educational platform for cattlemen and women that's a conference but at home because I felt like that piece was really missing. So people weren't able to get the education. One, we were in COVID, right? So no one was going anywhere. But two, I felt as if the generation that was doing the work was not the generation getting the education. And that seems to be the exact opposite of most industries. Like young engineers, they're the ones going to networking events. They're the ones going to conferences. And young people in agriculture, they're working seven days a week. And so that was my initial heart behind it was how do we figure out a way to get education to the people who are doing the labor and I just was looking at my family's operation and I like the moment my brother came home my dad started to be able to go to conferences and go to conventions and be a little bit more active and that just it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way and so when we first founded Cattleman U that was the real reason and as it has evolved, I mean, I can't believe it's been three years this summer that we've been doing Kettle Menu and growing Kettle Menu. One of the big missions of our overall company, so everything that we have underneath, so K Rose Company, The Rancher's Daughter, Kettle Menu, anything that we do in this umbrella is to ensure the next generation of farmers and ranchers. And I think I had verbalized that maybe to myself and to the team. But it wasn't something that I had really said out loud and publicly probably until last summer. And I said, I want to make everything we do to ensure the next generation of farmers and ranchers because I was seeing my friends come up against this dilemma. They would, you know, their parents would want them to come home and they would have these conversations. What am I going to do for work? I can't really work. There's no daycare. The school system's pretty rough. So I saw my friends in this dilemma about what to do, and they wanted to be in production agriculture. I mean, that was their heart, but there were a lot of factors that were impacting it. And one of the things that I hope we really make an impact is to 
avoid or to skip the feeling that our kids will have to pay for our retirement. And so all of that really comes into ensuring the next generation of farmers and ranchers. And so I tried to figure out how we can do that inside Cattleman U. So once we really talked out loud that we wanted the mission of the companies to be to ensure the next generation of farmers and ranchers, we specifically looked at Cattleman U and we said, how do we do this? And one of the things that was really important for me is to bring creativity back in agriculture. We started to look at all these companies and it almost seemed like every super successful operation that we looked at, whether it be a marketing customer of ours on K-Rose or just someone we admired, they had some creativity in their business plan. I mean, even if they just were a cow-calf producer and they were doing something a little different than the neighbor. And I really think that a lot of those ideas stemmed from women and some of that natural creativity. And I think my whole life, I always wanted to be as fast and as strong and as hardworking as my brothers. And what I begin to realize and recognize as I got older is I'll never be as strong and I will never be as fast. But my brain was created to think differently than theirs. And that is such a strength in production agriculture. And it also, don't listen to this and think that it's all sunshine and roses. Because I think a lot of times that creative side does cause conflict. So if you're listening to this and you're on a family operation and you're like, yeah, it sounds great, but no one wants my creative ideas, I think that's pretty normal because we're asking operations to think differently, to look differently, and it can be challenging. It's much easier to go through the motions and just do what we've always done or do what grandpa did. And so part of what we wanted is first we wanted women to realize that they are incredibly valuable to operations, not just to bring kids into the world or not just, you know, to keep the house. Like their brain is important to becoming a profitable operation and the way that they think. So first, we really wanted Inside Cattleman U to empower women to know that. Second, we wanted to empower the operation to realize the power that having a woman sit at the business table brings. And I think my brother said it best during ranch camp is that people who don't recognize the power of a woman in an operation, he said, are missing out. And he kept saying that over and over. He said, my wife has different strengths than I have. And that is so, so important. And he said, we became better when we learned each other's strengths. And I realized what made her uniquely her. And so it's kind of a two-part mission now. One, we know we need creativity in agriculture and women bring that creativity and not saying that men aren't as creative, but women just their brains work differently. And so we really need to harness that and empower that. But also we have to have operations that are ready for creativity and ready to look a little different, try some new things, try some value added. And it's going to take both parts. And so inside Kettleman U, that is our goal is to get the right people at the business table in both sides, the right person to bring ideas and then the other people ready to hear receive and implement those ideas. You talked a little bit about Ranch Camp and that experience. How did that really 
shape the mission going forward in this next chapter of Cattlemen U membership? You've heard a lot about Ranch Camp if you're a listener of the podcast and a follower on social media. I think that the cool part to me about Ranch Camp was it really allowed us to see the creativity and to hear the different ways that operations are working and the ideas. I mean, one of my favorites was after Kettleman U, probably a week after one of the attendees sent us a photo of some whiteboards that they had put in their shop with daily, like every Monday we do this, every Tuesday we do this, if there's free time. And it just was such a prime example of what happens when we bring the right people to the table and the systems and processes. But The cool part to me was every woman who came to ranch camp had a different role on the operation. Some were full-time, you know, some were very part-time, several were raising kids. I mean, there was all different scenarios. And every woman wanted to tweak her role just a little bit. She wanted to feel a little bit more confident doing something other than what she was currently doing. And I think that's the sweet spot is one, being willing to raise our hand and say, I want to be on this operation. I want to be a valuable piece in a different light than I'm currently being in. And I think for some women, they're out on the ranch every single day and they want to be in with the children. Like, I think that it's going to go both ways, but having the confidence and knowing that, I need to tweak my role a little bit to fit the whole. I think it's really, really important. And the women at ranch camp, like, as you guys saw from the photos, I mean, they can process cattle. They can brand. Like, they can do all of the labor work, but they're also bringing ideas and creativity and that passion to the business table where I think we go from a break-even business to a profitable business. One of my favorite parts about the experience of ranch camp that we don't really talk about and we haven't really talked about on social media was a time between the hands-on activities when we would just sit around and we would talk about the operations and Caroline's dad and brother actually came over for dinner and we just sat there for until like 11 p.m. just talking about ideas and hearing stories and that's that's the value of Cattlemen U membership is you get to listen to the speakers and their journeys a lot of them are in production agriculture and are doing it right along beside you so you get to hear what they have to say and then you get the profit panel where you get to ask even further questions and it's kind of like those after dinner conversations or after a conference conversations that we don't often get to have and there's so much value left behind on the table with cattlemen new membership that a lot of people just don't take the time to utilize it in a full way so that's something we're really passionate about is like taking the time to set aside an hour to listen to the whole presentation prior to the profit panel and then attending the profit panel or watching the recording or submitting your questions and really using each month's content to the fullest potential as there is so much to gain from it. And there's so much to learn from other people who have been doing it and who are still learning from their mistakes. I want you to share a story with us of like, what's one thing that you've tried that didn't go very well in the operation? Okay, so I'm going to get back to your question here. But one thing as she was, as Jordan was talking that I thought about was there's a, it's a like sketched cartoon and it says the reason you get married is so you have someone to sign the operating note, right? And it's a man, I think like in a pickup, probably headed to the bank. And when you were talking about that, it made me think about 
why we are such big believers in education. Because at those late night dinner conversations, there was a lot of questions about contracting calves, what commission looks like, how, you know, when to sell them at the sale barn, how can I buy my own cattle if I'm, you know, if I have a stalker operation, like a lot of the business questions. And I just, the whole time I was thinking, how many major issues did we solve because now they can look over the contract a little bit better. They can say, hey, that's way too much commission. I'm not agreeing to that. You know, and again, ensuring that there's profitability so we can have another next generation. It's, that's, yeah, that second set of eyes. And so as you were telling that, that's immediately what I thought of is like, not only do we want, you know, someone to sign the operating note, right? That's the joke. But we need four sets of eyes to four sets of eyes? No. Two sets of eyes, four eyes <laughs> to look at the operating note and to go through it with a fine tooth comb because one, we're exhausted. We're out of time in agriculture. We know that. And it's easy to just sign what the banker puts in front of you. And or, you know, someone makes a good offer on the calves and you forget that the commission comes out of top of that. You know, I mean, all of those little things to just cross our T's and dot our I's, I think are so, so important. And that's what I think the late night dinner conversations and the profit panel allows us to do is like both of those were really good opportunities to really be cautious of like having why it's important to have a true partner and bring that mindset of the women at the business table. So I just wanted to add that. Are you a ranch wife, mother, daughter, or solo entrepreneur? Do you sometimes feel like you're walking your path alone? We see you and we are you. Creating a passionate, proactive community of ranch women has been our main goal here at Cattlemen U. We're accepting new members for Cattlemen U membership this June from the 26th through the 29th, with doors opening on June 25th for those on the wait list. The membership is perfect for you or any ranch women who wants to be a part of the community of movers and shakers. Not only that, but Cattlemen U members get first access to all Cattlemen U in-person events this fall and the summer of 2024. Sign up for the waitlist today at cattlemenulive.com backslash join and get 20% off when you become a member. Okay, you asked me, what is something that I suggested or we implemented that did not work well? Well, two things. I'm going to tell you of one that they never implemented. Um, and then one I'm actually trying to implement right now, and it might it might go really bad. So the first is we run a bud box. And I love to work the bud box, but we had a really challenging gate. So it was one of those where the like hook was over top, so you had to lift way up, bring the gate closed, and then shut it in. It just was miserable. I don't know why it was designed that way. And so it would take a lot of energy to lift it all the way up, get it perfectly so it went in. And the kettle, I would get my lunch eaten occasionally. And so I said to my dad, we should put a mirror up there. And they both thought it was a really good idea. And then my dad said, we could just switch the handle on the gate. So the mirror actually didn't get implemented. But I remember my dad looking at my brother and saying, huh, we would never have thought about putting a mirror right there. But I just, in the ease of closing the gate, I wanted to be able to look behind me and see where those cattle were. So they didn't catch me so off guard. And I knew exactly where I needed to go. But 
my dad thought about just switching the handle, which is a much easier solution. But it also shows like the difference in just how our brains work in solving two separate problems. So that was one that I had. And I remember they laughed and then they said, actually, that's a pretty good idea, but here's a better idea. And one I'm trying right now is I actually just made a Facebook post in a group called Secret Bozeman, which you can make an anonymous post and then they share it. But we have a hard time with equipment. We are not mechanics. We farm with our checkbook. And so we have quite a repair bill at the ranch. We have sideways hides, trucks, semis. I mean, all of these pieces of equipment. Bobcats, payloaders, all of it. And so... My brother is pretty good at doing mechanic work to make it work, but he's not a mechanic. He's a cowboy, and he wants, I mean, that's what he does really well is cattle. So I made a post asking if there was a diesel mechanic in the area who wanted to come for a couple hours every weekend or weeknight after work and just do maintenance. So not repair anything. They're not like replacing an engine But, like, I'm hoping that this person is going to catch a belt that's weakening in an area. Or they're going to be the ones that are checking the oil and learning, you know, knowing that we're low on fluid. So we're going to try that. Um, I have my brother convinced. I said, you know, a couple hours, even if you pay them $50 or $100 an hour. So say we're paying someone $100 and they come four hours. So that's $400 a week, $1,600 a month. You can save some substantial money. One, I think probably one trip to the shop, that's $1,600, you know. And so that is something. My dad said, he's like, I never would have thought about that. And I'm sure there's someone out there who's trying to get out of debt, a diesel mechanic, needs to make a little bit of extra money, has a goal, you know, whatever it may be. So one, we get to help the community, which I love. The recirculation of wealth is what it's called. And two... I think it's going to save us substantial amounts of money in the long run. And it's odd. I do not know another operation who is doing that. And I think a second set of eyes is really good. And just the way we were doing it with the the current feed truck drivers who are not mechanics. I mean, it just wasn't working. And so this is my new idea. Like I said, I made a post. I got a ton of responses. And we're going to call an interview and have a couple guys come out and just see if we can play offense, be proactive versus playing defense. You talk about that concept a lot of offense rather than defense. Can you kind of expound upon that and explain your reasoning and how you got to that motto? It's one of my favorite sayings, and I say it a lot. The team probably gets tired of me saying it because I think as humans, we live our life in defense and we don't live in the offensive But I would much rather take control than wait for something to happen. And on the ranch, you know, another saying that we use a lot is control the controllables. And I've said that for a long time. I'm sure my dad said that to us growing up. You can't control that, but you can control this. And the first distinct memory I have of control the controllables is, you know, when someone would say something to me that I didn't like, my dad would say, you can't control what they say. You can only control how you act. And that immediately, just thinking about that, like, what can we control? And I think when we realize what we can control, that's when you start to shift from office to defense because there might be 10 things happening on the ranch. And on a ranch, there's a lot of things you can't control, weather, 
the markets, all of that. But there is a ton of things we can control. And we spend a lot of our time and energy trying to control the things we can't control versus controlling the things we can. And I think that in order to be profitable, like you have to switch from defense to offense. And if you really analyze your day-to-day life, it's really easy to see. You know, when you got up this morning, what did that look like? Were you on the offense or were you reacting to how the day happened to you? And I think that it's a mindset shift, right? And I think it's always, I mean, it's its kind of mentally fun for me, which probably makes me a weirdo, but it's always like, what is my next move? What is my next chess move? I think of it in chess a lot. Like, where am I going to go next So I think that that offensive is really where you get to make the move and it allows you to feel more in control even if you still can't control the things you couldn't control when you're playing defense. But that is just a mindset shift and the other thing, the other saying that I say a lot and I've said on the podcast is you got to control the controllables and you got to be the change that you want to see. So if you combine all three of those, play offense versus defense, control the controllables, and be the change you want to see, I think if you implemented that every single day, write it on your mirror, write it on your vehicle, all of that, remind yourself, set an alarm, I think the impact and the change you can make in your business, the profitability, the success, the relationships, I think you'd really be amazed. I really love all three of those sayings as well, and ever since we've really verbalized all three of those in kind of succession like you did of playing offense versus defense and controlling the controllables and being the change you want to see there's been a shift really in the culture of the company and the way we approach all of the cattleman you offers and what we do internally even in Kairos company and the rancher's daughter in every aspect it's really changed the way all of us want to approach things and how we react to situations whether that be something that happened during your personal day or something that happens on the road traveling to take videos and stuff. Every team member is better because we have all three of those sayings always circulating around. The piece that like it comes back to is ensuring the next generation and how we do that and bringing each group forward. And a lot of the people that were our generation who are now in their 20s and 30s had this idea that they had to like leave the operation before they could come back or were told to leave the operation and come back. Whereas a lot of them really wanted to stay and just didn't see a place where they could stay. And we're wanting to create those new roles or show them that there is a chance to create new roles and new pieces to the operation, whether that's starting a farm to table or just selling the cattle at a different time or bringing in a new breed, if you've only ever done one thing, trying a new market. There's so much room for new opportunities and new ideas and new people in agriculture that they were told they weren't able to come back. Two things that you said that I want to hit on is sometimes the control, the controllables, and, you know, you can, like, you can't control what they're going to say and be the change you want to see. Sometimes that actually gets me in trouble as a leader because I'll miss a flight or something and I'll be like, well, (laughs) plane's already left. I can't control it now. And it has really kind of taught us to 
to live in the moment. The other place that it's come really handy is just in mental energy. And they talk a lot about this in marriage, which our company is not, you know, I don't think you can compare it to a marriage, but mental load and mental energy is hard. And there's not enough conversation about that. Like we're not going to dive into that. But one thing I want to say is we spend a lot of time as humans trying to predict how the person is going to react whether they're going to like the logos, whether they're going to like the website, whether like whether they're going to like our cattle menu offer. I spend a lot of time worrying that, you know, someone's going to have a negative thought about the podcast. And you can't think like that. We can only do what we can do. We can only control what we can control. We can only control our reaction. We cannot control how they react or what they say. And so I probably remind a K-Rose team member of that on the weekly, whether it be someone who comes into the rancher's daughter and has is having a bad day and takes it out, I always say, we can only control how we reacted to them. We cannot control what they said, their energy, any of that. And so it is just, I mean, it's so valuable to think about those three sayings and how you can implement them. And Jordan, you mentioned that the next generation was a little hesitant to come back. And I think part of the reason is, is the cow-calf business has always been break-even, right? We work way more than we should and we make enough to pay the bills and do it again. And part of that is culture. I think for a while we were like, well, it's a great lifestyle, but we can be the generation that changes that the generation that puts a little money away for retirement the generation that does a value-added product that does something that makes a little bit more money you know we can be the generation that has the family that is the mechanic that comes to work you know a couple extra hours I mean if you could make two thousand dollars extra on the side hustle and like that is the change we can be and I think the more we show the next generation, that there can be work-life balance, that it can be awesome and beautiful and you can be a horseback and you can care for the land God's given us and the animals and all of that. But also we don't have to run ragged because there are other options. And I think that's really where the sweet spot. And I'm really excited to see that change. And I love the conversations that we're having as a generation the, I mean, I was riding along with someone the other day looking at their calves and they said, we're already investing in our children's college and retirement account. And I said, we have the ability to be that change. And that's what we hope you find in Cattlemen You is one, a group of people who want to be the change. Two, a group of people and a community who are doing things a little different and are willing to stick their neck out there and are willing to fail and get back up and try it again. And all of the resources and all of this community is that, is we, you call them movers and shakers, right? I mean, I think that's the term they used in high school and college. But there are people in this industry who are hungry to do it better. And just because we're hungry to do it better doesn't mean that it's been done wrong. We just want to do it differently. And if that is you. This is the community for you. And we'd love to help you along the journey. I always think of it as a cheerleader. And I said this, I say this in K-Rose too. My team probably gets tired of listening to these podcasts because I say the same thing in our leadership meetings. But inside Cattlemen U, we want to be 
the community that tosses you up in the air. And so think of us as just like cheerleaders at a football game, right? There's a bunch of them underneath. They count all together and they huck them up in there. That's what we want to do to the people in this community. No matter what they're doing, we want to be the momentum that spikes them up. And so, which is something we're really excited about. Um, and we're really passionate about being that cheerleading squad and being the energy that uplifts and uplevels individuals in each operation, which is unique and different, and kind of helping them chase whatever's next for them. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I love having Jordan on and just talking a little bit more about our heart and our why inside Kettle Menu and all of the things that we do. And kind of as a reminder, we have this podcast. And I'd love if you want to send this episode to someone who you feel could use some of these nuggets of truth that we talked about today. Um, we have the Kettle Menu Planner. We have the Profit Finder. We have a new version of both of those coming out this fall, which we're really, really excited about. We have in-person events. So we have a farm-to-table event coming in Kalispell, which I'm really excited about because we are going to just go through. If you want to do farm to table, this is the event for you. You're going to learn to ship. We're going to learn how to cut meat, how to sell the cuts that don't sell well. Um, hint, short ribs. And then we have She's a Hand Ranch Camp, which we are opening. We have applications open for 2024. And I would say we're probably a fourth of the way with those spots filled already. And we just opened them up about a week ago. So we're really excited for 2024. And then of course we have the Kettle Menu membership, which is the community for anyone who really is ready to make a change. Like if you're sick and tired of it being a break-even business, it doesn't have to be, and we're here to cheer you on. So thanks so much for listening. And I appreciate any shares of this episode. And thanks again, Jordan. Thanks again for listening to the Kettle Menu Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We are thankful to have you in your community. Like always, remember, the grass is greener where you water it.